This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, Oregon. It's Thursday, July 16th. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Portland Public Schools pledged to rename its Woodrow Wilson High School and fast-track a process to rename several others. The announcement comes just weeks after district officials told The Oregonian and Oregon Live they didn't plan to rename any school buildings, even after petitions to do so garnered thousands of signatures boosted by nationwide protests against systemic racism. Woodrow Wilson, the former U.S. president and college leader for whom the school was named in the 1960s, instituted segregation in federal government agencies and allied himself with the Ku Klux Klan. School board members on Tuesday also threw their support behind a potential renaming of James Madison High School ahead of a grand reopening following major renovations to the building in 2021. Madison owned more than 100 people as slaves and proposed the three-fifths compromise of the U.S. Constitution. The school board also signaled it would ask voters this fall to approve the largest construction bond in the district's history, $1.14 billion, including extensive renovations to North Portland's Jefferson High School. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum is asking the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to step in and prevent an initiative to put an independent commission in charge of redrawing Oregon's electoral map from qualifying for the November ballot. The appeal comes even though Secretary of State Bev Clarno said Tuesday she wouldn't fight a federal judge's ruling last week that the state must make it easier for the initiative to qualify due to the pandemic. Rosenblum said in a statement that she overruled the state's top elections official because any final decision in the case could have lasting consequences for the state and for future ballot initiatives. Initiative Petition 57 would transfer the once-a-decade job of redrawing Oregon's legislative and congressional district lines from the state legislature to a new 12-member commission. Backers include good government groups, business associations, and branches of the NAACP. Clarno had announced Tuesday night that the initiative campaign was getting additional time to gather signatures to qualify for the ballot in response to the federal judge's order. The campaign would also face a lower threshold to qualify, less than half as many valid signatures as normal. Oregon lawmakers this week divvied up more than $200 million in federal coronavirus relief for arts and community organizations, a new quarantine paid leave program, and people and businesses around the state who took a financial hit from the pandemic. It was the latest allocation by the state's Legislative Emergency Board from Oregon's $1.6 billion in federal CARES Act funding. Lawmakers developed their spending plan to split the federal largesse in private meetings over recent weeks. The largest line item the committee approved in its virtual meeting on Tuesday was a $62 million fund to help black individuals and businesses hurt by the pandemic an idea Governor Kate Brown pitched publicly at the end of June in recognition that Oregon has a racist, anti-Black history and coronavirus has disproportionately impacted people of color. Despite bipartisan support for the plan, several Republicans voted against it, citing concerns that it could be unconstitutional to distribute the money based on race. 
Some also said that it should be available more broadly to people of color, including Native Americans and Latinos. Legislators also approved a $50 million plan to funnel money to arts organizations suffering a drop-off of income due to the pandemic. The money will be distributed both through county and tribal arts coalitions and to a long list of specifically named organizations, which will receive seven months of self-identified operating costs. Another $300 million program will guarantee low- to moderate-income workers can access paid leave, so those who are sick don't feel subject to financial pressures and fuel workplace outbreaks. Portland International Airport, which spent seven years as Travel and Leisure's number one domestic airline, landed in second place this year. PDX lost the top spot by less than a quarter of a point to the Indianapolis International Airport. Travel and leisure readers who voted in the survey rated airports on access, check-in and security, restaurants and bars, shopping, and design. Indianapolis won high marks for its modern design, top-notch amenities, and short security lines, though voters didn't care for the lack of diversity in its restaurants. PDX still had plenty of fans who praised its easy navigation and welcoming amenities. Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.